Welcome in everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. Apologize for missing the last couple of weeks. It's been a little hectic here around the house and uh, we've had a lot going on. Not gonna lie, I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Been off of the medication now for a little bit for my ADHD and some of those symptoms have really just kind of come back full force and it's been difficult for me to really get any of my morning routine done. So I do apologize, missed two weeks, but I told myself I would make sure I would get an episode out this week for my adoring fan out there. You know who you are. Appreciate your support. Hopefully other people will listen as well and, and like this episode. As some of you may know, I've only got a couple more le- days left of being a young and vibrant individual. I'm going to be turning 36 here really, really soon. And so one of the suggestions I was given at my office was, you know, you're turning 36 years old. Why don't you give some advice on what you've learned in that 36 years of the life that you've lived? So I've got a couple things that I've learned over the years. There's not really a ton. If you know me, I'm pretty dumb sometimes and a little stubborn as well. So who knows if I truly do learn anything. But here are just a little tidbits of information that I've learned over the years and Hopefully they're beneficial to you. If not, hopefully they make you laugh because you could just sit there and think, God, this guy's just such a dumb shit. Number one, and probably one of the most important ones of all. Now, this is going to sound really reminiscent of like the advice that's given in Forrest Gump by Lieutenant Dan. Keep your socks dry, but it is stretch. Make sure you stretch out your body parts because for some reason, the age gods decide to play some sort of mean shitty trick on you pretty much as soon as you turn 30 that morning you're gonna wake up and your lower back is gonna hurt your knees are gonna start fucking creaking your shoulders aren't gonna rotate all the way anymore it's just a fact of life it happens and i know that there's probably some like super in shape healthy individual who's like no i'm 45 and i feel great that's fucking awesome for the rest of us the age gods hate us and you need to stretch stretch those muscles out Try and keep them as uh, as vibrant as possible as you can throughout your life. Take care of them because they're not always going to work the way that you think they are. So one of the biggest hindrances or annoyances for me right now is actually when I'm trying to put my kids to sleep and I am finally got them down, tucked in. They're just on the fucking brink of going to sleep. It's been like an hour and 15 minutes of, who knows, storytelling, playing around. For the parents out there, You know that bedtime, nighttime routines can just be absolutely brutal and take forever. Now, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love spending time with my kids. But sometimes you're just like, dude, I got to go clean up the dishes before it's like 12 o'clock at night. So I just need you to go to bed so I can get some of this shit done. And then we can play again tomorrow. Anyways, back to my original point. I've gotten the kids nice and calm. They're ready to go to bed. Eyes are closed. They're feeling real good. And then I give them a kiss goodnight. And then I try to stand up as quietly as possible. And what do you hear? It sounds like a fucking bomb is going off. My knees crack. My back cracks. My shoulder, elbow, everything just cracks so loud that it wakes up the whole fucking neighborhood. That didn't used to happen before. Turn 30. Now it's just an everyday event. So back to the original, original point. Stretch. Number two. And this is going to be hard for a lot of the people out there, especially if you're anything like me. The older I get, the more and more I realize that I am not Superman. When I was younger, I had this air of invincibility around me. I thought that there was nothing that could hurt me. I would do whatever I wanted to. 
eat whatever the hell I wanted to, not stretch, not drink water, not do any of the things that you genuinely need to, you know, survive, to live. And I just thought that I would be perfectly fine. I used to do dumb stuff. I'd jump off of shit. I would not get in fights, but, you know, have this bravado about me. And I just thought that I nothing had touched me. Well, I'm here to tell you, as an almost 36-year-old, is that you are not Superman. And that there is shit that can hurt you. And when you get older, your body is going to tell you how stupid you were when you were younger. So, just remember, you're not Superman. You're not Thor. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Because as you get older, you don't get a new one. Number three. Now, this could be an entire episode in and of itself. But I'm just going to make it short and simple. Learn about investing and savings and do it early. It doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be a little. Do a little each month. Stuff that you don't even know would even be gone. Just start putting it away. Put it into some sort of investment. If you don't want to learn about investing, just do some sort of auto investor. That's the great thing about nowadays. There's AI. There's all these other things that work that will help you invest your money. But you want your money to be working for you. If you start investing early, like I wish that I would have done this shit when I was in my early 20s. Because if I would have done it then... I would have been in a much better place financially when me and my wife got married and now also that we have kids. So I'm just saying it out there. I'm sure that people have been saying it till they're blue in the face for generations. Learn about your money, invest it, save it, and set yourself up well for the future. Number four. Now this one's just kind of a a theory I've got going on right now, a hypothesis if you would about the most successful people in the world, the people, you know, your your Elons and your Zuckerbergs and your Bezos and all these other people that have just done these crazy things, startups, all those things, right? And you're sitting here like, well, you know, I took a shower and got out of bed, so that's good, right? I'm convinced that the most successful people are people that have realized what parents learn about time management, but just prior to actually having kids. Now, let me explain that a little bit. When I didn't have kids, I thought that I was so busy. There was never any time for anything. Just when was I going to be able to, you know, drink a 30 pack and play beer pong and, you know, go skateboarding and just sit and binge South Park for 14 hours, right? I never had enough time to do anything. Well, now that I have kids, I really don't have enough fucking time to do anything. You learn very quickly that you can do a lot in a very short amount of time with children, because if you don't, you're not going to get fucking anything done. So I'm convinced that those super successful people realized this when they were early in life and they developed the skills necessary to have an appropriate time management, but without the uh, additional burden of actually having other life forms to take care of and to make sure that they're doing everything they need to as well. They're able to use all of that time for themselves for their development, for their business, whatever the fuck it is. So scientific theory, you want to be successful, study parents, figure out what they do, and then do it before you have kids. Number five, kind of in the same vein here, but even though I joke immensely about having kids and how hard it is, and people in my office will always tell me, it's like you you make a real good point for having kids. You're really selling this whole having kids thing to us. And It's a lot easier to talk about the negative and all honesty, like the negative stuff is usually funnier than some of the positive stuff. It's like, well, my kid like gave me a big hug and like, you know, that may make me emotional, but everyone else is like, yeah, I don't care. 
So the negative stuff can tend to be uh, funnier. But to me, becoming a parent really was the greatest thing ever. I can't imagine my life without my kids anymore. They're a big motivation for most of the things that I do. And don't get me wrong, it is hard as shit, super tough, but it's definitely worth it. Being responsible for another life form, having so much responsibility and living for something outside of yourself and making sure that you're taking care of them, like it's just... There's, there's not really words that can explain how great it is to have kids. So if you're ever on the fence teetering between should I have kids, should I not have kids, I would err on the side of having children if you're in that spot. I'm not here to you know take down the people that decide not to have kids. Everyone's got to make their own choices in life. But if you are thinking about it, don't let these stories of how hard it is get in the way of taking it. Just like many things in this world, the best things in life are usually the hardest things to achieve. It's kind of like that quote from Men in Black. Is it worth it? Oh, it's worth it if you're strong enough. Number six, work hard on the friendships that you get. Because as you get older, man, it is hard to make truly new friendships. Can be done. Definitely can be done. Not to say that I haven't made any new friends since I turned 30, 35, you know, almost 36 now. When you're in college, when you're in school, it's just so much easier because you don't have other responsibilities besides, you know, school, going to class with them. You usually live in close proximity. And as you get older, you move away. You start to have kids. There's other responsibilities. People get fucking weird. So work hard on the friendships that you have. Maintain them. Try to foster them. Reach out to people. Now, I, I myself am, have been very negligent in this area of my life and it's something that I need to put more of a focus on. I have a lot of good friends that I've kind of lost touch with over the years and maybe New Year's resolution is to make sure that I'm staying in contact with them and have them being a part of my life. So number six, make sure you keep in contact with those friends, foster those relationships because they're going to be invaluable to you in your life later down the road. Number seven on this fantastic list of advice I would give you as a soon-to-be 36-year-old, get mental health help. Don't be afraid to reach out and get the help that you need. Your mental health is extremely important and it's not worth it to just shove that shit down and have it come out in other ways. I used to be very stoic in a lot of things and I would just push it all down and I still do to some extent. You know, any negative feelings I had, I would just push them down deep into my gut. And what I've learned over the years is that you don't truly push them deep down. That shit finds a way to seep out whether it's some sort of passive aggressive comments, whether you're just oozing negativity, all of that emotion will find its outlet some way. So if you're having any issues, if you're having hardships, reach out, get that mental health help that you need. And if you say you're not having any hardships or you never have had any hardships, then you know it must be a fucking blessed life. But let's be real, everyone has hardships. I don't give a shit. If you're, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or Jennifer Lopez or some fucking TikTok star, everyone has issues. Everyone needs help. That being said, don't just utilize mental health help as kind of like a crutch. Make sure that you're an active participant in it and don't take everything as gospel truth. No one knows everything. And a lot of this stuff is kind of more so like on the opinion side, eh, not opinion, there's scientific evidence behind it, but right, it's all still kind of like working theory, especially when it comes to psychology. What I would say is that make sure you're learning a lot about yourself and you're learning a lot about who you are, why you do things, why certain things may trigger you. Do as much digging into yourself as you can 
And if you find that the mental health is not helping you, you know, if you find out that like your therapist or your counselor is not helping you in the way that you need, seek out other people as well. Now, don't just seek out people that are going to echo the same thing that you hear in your, you know, wind tunnel that you're constantly in on social media, the algorithm. Just because someone pushes back on you doesn't mean that they're a shitty counselor, but you also don't want to just take everything for the, that they say at face value. So kind of a convoluted one there. It's a difficult one to really explain because it is so complex. Mental health is so complex. Our psyches are so complex. Our brains are so fucking big and complex and our emotions are also so big and complex and it all plays within this uh, this society as well. So there's so many different variables. All I'm saying is don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to reach out, to talk to someone and make sure that you're taking care of not just your physical body, but your mental health, mental health, your mental personality as well. And last but not least, number eight. Now this one <clears throat> is relevant to everyone who's listening right now, but it's especially relevant to anyone who's married or who has children. And the last piece of advice that I'm going to give to you is don't be too stubborn or prideful or scared to say you're sorry. We are all going to fuck up. I do it almost on a daily, if not minute basis. I'm constantly having something that I did wrong. Don't be afraid to say you're sorry. Take ownership for the things that you do. Take ownership if you screw something up. Own the fact that you did that and that it's on you and then say that you're sorry and not just like a, a sorry. Actually be fucking sorry. A lot of the issues that I see and a lot of the issues that I have because I need to take my own advice. I don't always listen to my own advice is the fact that we are so defensive when it comes to any type of criticism or even if it's not criticism, it's just like an observation that we try to push back. We try to make excuses and we try to explain away anything that we may have done. You know, you can have these conversations. You don't have to say sorry for stuff that you didn't do wrong. Don't take ownership if there's something that you didn't do, like don't take ownership over that. But if you do do something wrong, you do do something stupid, which is probably going to happen at some point in your life. Take ownership of it say you're sorry, move on. I'm especially looking at you dads and moms out there as well, because it, it's almost like a taboo to say sorry to your kids. You know, the old school people would say, don't say sorry to kids. You shouldn't apologize. You're the adult. They're just kids. Well, kids are still humans and parents do some pretty fucked up shit. So yeah, say sorry to your kids, repair with them. You're going to screw up. And if you screw up, it's okay. Acknowledge it and tell them you're sorry. And they may not truly understand it when they're really young, but guess what? You're going to be building up a lot of trust with them and hopefully modeling for them what it's like to be someone who can recognize when they do something wrong and can apologize for it and can repair with other people around them. So number eight, last but not least, don't be afraid. Say you're sorry. And that will bring me to the unhinged rant this week. Got a good one for you. Actually just popped up yesterday in my office. We were talking about, uh, someone asked me about the new respiratory illness that's going around with the dogs and how they're saying, don't take your dogs to kennels. Don't take them anywhere because there's a new scary respiratory illness that's going around. They don't know what the fuck it is and dogs are dying. I said, I don't know about this, but we have a new puppy. Let me look into it and just started reading some of the stories and I was like, is this the pandemic all over again? And I realized, no, it's not the pandemic all over again. It's just the way that our fucking media works. 
They try to scare the shit out of people. They try to sensationalize everything. Now, there probably is some respiratory illness that's going around. But from all of the articles that I was able to read, which was not a lot, I didn't spend a lot of time on this because every article I read just basically said the same thing. But they said there have been hundreds of cases throughout multiple states in the United States and a few dogs have died. Now, when I hear that, all I can think about is that, do you know how many fucking dogs there are? And you're going to tell me that there are hundreds of cases and a few dogs have died and that's going to be this big national fucking story and it's going to scare the shit out of people of not taking their dogs to get kenneled when they're going out of town for Christmas or whatever. You're just trying to scare the shit out of people. Of course there's some sort of respiratory illness going around. Of course some dogs may die. That's just life. That happens with everything. There's always some sort of disease or illness that's going to, you know, have the potential to kill or as some I've heard some people say recently to unalive something, which is a whole nother fucking rant in and of itself. But yeah, there are millions of dogs just in this state of California in and of itself. There's millions of dogs. And to say that hundreds have gotten sick and a few of them have died and then make it this huge thing like scary respiratory illness It's coming around. How can you keep your dog safe and make sure that they don't pass away? And then they tell some story of like this one healthy dog that this owner had and never had any issues, only seven months old and got sick and it passed away. Of course, you're going to find these one-off stories, but kind of went on a little bit more outside of a rant here, and I feel like I'm just rambling, but it just pisses me off because it takes me back to the pandemic. It takes me back to some of the things that were pushed and just how fear is utilized to control the actions of other people, to sensationalize things, and to uh, to keep people like on the edge of their seat and coming back and looking for more. It's almost like uh, what clickbait, but with news. Now, I'm not saying to not take any precautions with your dogs or with your pets or anything like that, right? I don't want anything bad to happen to those, you know, especially if they're your little furry children. We don't want anything bad to happen to them. But at the same time, it just, it gets under my skin on how these things are sensationalized, how everything's like a big red letter alert, danger, caution. That's how they want people to live their lives. Afraid, constantly looking towards the news or to some sort of outlet for what can I do to stay safe instead of just living their lives. There's inherent risk in living your life and I don't wish anything negative to happen to anyone, but I hate to tell you this. None of us are going to be here forever. Everyone is eventually going to pass away and that's just a fact of life. And if you're going to stay, even if you stayed Locked in your house with 14 masks on, death comes for everyone. And we just need to do the best that we can to live our lives. That being said, if you really want to protect your animals, I've heard that you can just go ahead and get a mask for the dogs. Keep a mask on them. Um, 75 booster shots of something that they don't really know uh, what they're treating yet. And then also make sure that they uh, maintain social distancing. You want to make sure that they're at least six feet away when they're sniffing the ass of another dog. If you follow all of those things, your dog's going to be perfectly fine. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Apologize again for missing two weeks. It's been just fucking nuts for us. Probably going to be missing a couple of other weeks with the holidays coming up here, Christmas, travel, all that good stuff. But I really do appreciate you coming in, taking a listen to the show. If you do like the show, 
Give me a follow on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Audible, wherever you listen to, to podcasts. And if you feel like the show deserves it, feel free to leave me a five-star review. Uh, I'm sure that it helps out with some sort of algorithm out there. If there's anyone that you think that could benefit by listening to the show or would just you know, like the show, would appreciate some of the humor or may take something away from some of the more serious things I talk about, share it with them. Let them listen in. If you absolutely hate someone and you think they would despise this show because they've got 17 masks on right now and eye masks and have their dog social distance, then share it with them as well just to piss them off. Again, I really do appreciate all of you coming in, all 12 of you coming in, listening. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it again. I hope that you all have a fantastic rest of the week. Have a fantastic weekend. Merry Christmas to everyone, and as always, be good, try hard, do your best.